Welcome to the So What Do You Do podcast. When someone tells you what they do for work, do you ever secretly think, okay, but what do you actually do? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. We interview everyday professionals from all positions in all industries. So sit back, relax, and learn where you too can thrive in a nine to five. All right, everyone. Well, we have Stephanie on the podcast today. So Stephanie, please introduce yourself and tell us what do you do? Okay. Um, my name is Stephanie Hogart and I'm a pediatric emergency room nurse. Awesome. Okay. So I've been promising my listeners a nurse. So I'm so happy to have you. Stephanie is a good friend of mine. She lives here in Baton Rouge. She is um, not only an expert in this field, but she also has been in this one specific unit for her career. And so I'm so excited to hear about what this means um, as someone myself who knows nothing about medical <laughs> background or, or what medicine means and roles mean within medicine. I'm pumped. So before we get into that, I want to hear a little bit about your background, um, maybe where you went to school, what you studied, and why nursing. Okay, so um, I went to school at Mercer University in Georgia, Okay, and I started, I think, as pre-PT or something like that, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do healthcare. I knew that, but I didn't know what area of healthcare, so I just kind of literally picked something. Oh, awesome. I didn't, I didn't realize that about you. I didn't, I thought it was like nursing forever. So Mm-mm. this is good. Okay. No. But then, um, I think it was the first semester I was like, I really need to figure out like which direction I want to take this. And so I just honestly started Googling like different professions yeah. in the medical field. And, um, I read an article on nursing and it's, I just, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it seems so simple, but I just read it and I was like, this is what I want to do. And I switched to nursing like that week. You're kidding me. So you were already in like the medical, um, you know, umbrella of classes. Like you said, you were in pre-PT, but you weren't a hundred percent sold on that. Right. You were like, this is generally what I think I want to do, but Mm -hmm. I don't know specifically what. And so what, at what point in your college career did you ultimately decide nursing? I think it was freshman year. I think it was the second semester. So thankfully it was like the perfect time because that's when I needed to To pivot. (laughs) Yes, to pivot. Um, So yeah. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. And so you said, okay, I need to change my course within college that I can start getting these credits Mm -hmm. lined up. And so talk us through for you what it looked like. Um, I know for nursing, it's a little interesting because you can kind of do a mix of maybe undergrad, then go to nursing school. Mm -hmm. So was it all four years at Mercer and, and all nursing or what did that look like? So once I was confident that I wanted to do nursing, I was, I said, I just, I'm going to get a bachelor's of science in nursing. So I did two years of the prereqs and applied straight to nursing school. So I didn't get an undergraduate degree, but a lot of people do get a full undergrad and then decide nursing. So it just kind of depends on the person. Okay. So you got all the prereqs at Mercer and then Mm -hmm. were you, was nursing school also at Mercer? It was just in a different school basically. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. And Mm -hmm. so I love that you say some people, and, and I actually have friends that I went to Georgia Tech with, and Georgia Tech, as you know, doesn't have a nursing school. Right. And and this particular friend kind of did what you were saying, you know, the latter. It's you go all four years and you get an undergrad degree, whatever that is, in biology mm-hmm. or, you know, anything that gives you the prereqs. Then you go to nursing school, and then nursing school is two years, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So that that's, that's fabulous backstory. Okay, so now... 
Your first job out of college. Yes. Was what? So, um, it was the job I have now. Okay. Uh, so, pediatric emergency nursing. My husband and I got married. We came to Baton Rouge. I knew nothing about Baton Rouge. So, um, <laughs> when we came to, like, apartment hunt, I just uh, checked out all the hospitals, and I literally... Um, I think Chris was actually playing soccer with a doctor that worked for this hospital that I work for now. And he oh, awesome. connected me to the pediatric like nurse supervisor. Um, and so I talked to her, I emailed her, I was like, Hey, can I like tour? Can I see your place? And so she connected me with a nurse manager who toured me throughout the whole ch- children's hospital. And I got to see every unit and, um, I really liked the ER. That was my favorite one. And so I just, there weren't any open positions in the ER, so I just um, emailed the nurse manager for the ER, and I was like, hey, I really love your unit, and I want to work for you. Oh my gosh! And um, and thankfully, like, so my mom is a nurse, and she kind of told me, like, sometimes the HR is a little bit slower, and it might just be better to like get connected with the actual staff of where you want to be. Um, so I wrote her out this long email and I was like, I would really like to work for you. And she said, okay, I'll interview you. Yes. The next time I came to Baton Rouge, I, um, interviewed and she called me a couple days later and offered me a job. So, oh my gosh, I love this. This is so good. (laughs) I didn't realize this. I knew a little bit of the backstory about, you coming, looking at other, like, looking at the hospitals. I knew this was really your first job out of college, but I did not realize, and I love this so much, <laughs> that you there wasn't a quote-unquote open position. Mm-hmm. But based on shadowing and seeing the different units, which I want to, we're going to get into ER, so yes. I'm really excited to talk about that. But you saw it, and you're like, you know, I see myself here. Mm-hmm. Um, why not email? There's mm-hmm. no harm, right? Mm-hmm. All she can say is no yes. if it doesn't work, and right. otherwise she can take a chance on you. And so that's where you started. Mm-hmm. And so is there a difference in title between that first role you had and where you are now? Obviously, time has gone by, so I'm just curious. Like, if people are looking online mm-hmm. and they're in nursing what is there a distinguisher between that? Um, not really. No, I still am a staff nurse in the pediatric ER. I have more responsibility now that I have more experience, so I do things like charge nursing and precepting that kind of thing. But my main like title is the same. Okay, great. So that's mm-hmm. helpful to know because I think that's different than other industries, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's true not just in nursing but in other medical entities, it may be the same title, but you have greater roles and responsibilities based on your years of experience. And and certain hospitals or clinics may look for just a varying years of experience versus entry level versus seven, however many years. Okay, great. So we understand that that, this is where you started and you've been at this hospital either in part-time or full-time for Mm -hmm. how long? So it was six years in September. Okay, awesome. And I know that you took a little bit of time to be at home with Mm -hmm. your kids, but Mm -hmm. again, you still continued to be plugged in there and working part-time. So what was that experience like? It was great. Um, I, my, one of my favorite things about nursing is how flexible it is. So you have all these options. You can be full-time, you can be part-time, you can be PRN. PRN was what I was. It's called basically as needed. It's like the Latin medical terminology. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was when um, we had our second child and he was young, um, just so that I could be at home more with the kids. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so you 
But I love it because you continue to build your experience. You continue to build those relationships. And you didn't have to necessarily. Some people do, but you didn't have to fully remove yourself and go zero, Mm -hmm. right? Now I know you've gone back um, Mm -hmm. to full-time, which is Mm -hmm. so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I know you're probably loving it. But let's talk about, I want to get into a little bit of the hours before we talk about what you actually do because this is one of my favorite things I wish I could stomach all the medical things just (laughs) to work on your schedule because I think I would love it so talk to me about what a nurse's schedule specifically I guess in the ER would look like okay so when I first started it was wild they have several shifts in the ER they have 7a to 7p and 7p to 7a which are typical nurse shifts in a hospital okay but in the ER since you have busy times of the day they Mm -hmm. also have an 11a to 11p a 3p to 3a a 5p to 5a and so and then they have some eight hour shifts okay like pieces of those. So um, when I first started, you're kind of bottom of the totem pole and you get a kind of mix of everything. And then as you work your way up, um, you get a set more set schedule. So now I work 7A to 7P three days a week and that's full time. Okay. 7A to 7P three times a week. So Mm -hmm. that's a 12 hour work day. Yes. Three times a week. So it's really... 36 hours total, but that's like what accounts for your 40 hours because they're basically clumping it into 12 hours. So they want you to have some rest, which makes total sense. Um, But I I do. I remember when you started, you weren't always getting that daytime shift, Mm -hmm. of course, right? Um, And I think that that's part of the medical industry Mm -hmm. is you start where you start and and people have respect Mm -hmm. for those who have grinded it out and and worked your way up. Now, let's actually, going off of that, let's pivot into... What do you actually do? And one thing I would love for you to talk about from the lens of an ER unit Mm -hmm. is like turnover. Um, I know you've been there probably the longest or one of the longest. Mm -hmm. And and I want you to talk about that, why you've stayed, why you, because I know you love it, like Mm -hmm. why you've stayed, why you've loved it. And and also maybe like why people do decide to go to a different unit. Talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about like, what that is like. Okay. So the ER is kind of famous for having a high turnover. And I think part of that is just because you see a lot of heavy stuff and sometimes it just, you're ready for something else. You just need to freshen something, (laughs) freshen it up a little bit. Um, but, uh, a lot of people also, I, I would say the pediatric ER in particular draws young people. And so people are getting married, they're having babies, mm-hmm. they're leaving, they're moving, they're traveling, that kind of thing. Gotcha. So that's another reason for our very high turnover. Um, but what has kept me there is um, the team that I work with. It's a really awesome um, group of people. And I love what I do. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. I just, um, I love that you see something new every day. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you don't know what to expect. It's exciting. And there's always something new to learn. Yes. And, um, I love kids. So I, I think about, I have people ask me all the time, could you see yourself going anywhere else? And I'm like, honestly, no, like yeah. this is where I want to be. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think to your point too, I, I, I like that distinguisher though about, it may be for other reasons also. Mm-hmm. Like they may be getting married and having to move. Yes. For you, you moved and mm-hmm. started this role. And right. so this is really where your family has grown. Your mm-hmm. husband obviously has worked here. Mm-hmm. And so you haven't had to leave for that reason, right? right? And then also, um, 
I even think it's cool, your story, the fact that you were able to go part-time and, and mm-hmm. honestly probably miss it a little bit, yes. right? And so then when you come back, you 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 know what you had. You mm-hmm. got less of it, right? And then when you came back, it's kind of like renewed that love for it, yes. I would say. So mm-hmm. thank you for kind of talking that through. And again, yeah. we've had these conversations offline, but um, I just... I love that perspective. Mm -hmm. So now I want you to talk us through like, what do you actually do? So if someone was like watching above, right, of your every day or your every week, what does your job look like? What does it entail? So um, it starts, we shift change at 645. So it starts there and basically you go find who you're relieving. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are several locations in the ER you're either taking care of patients or you're in charge or you're in triage, which is the person who um, sees the people when they walk in and decides, okay, Mm. how serious, how sick are you? Where do you need to go? How fast do you need to see a doctor? That kind Mm. of thing. So there are several places you can be in an ER. So you go find your person and you kind of review what the status is. So if they have patients, how are they doing? What do they look like? What do you need to do? Um, if you're in triage, like, what does the waiting room look like? What do what do I need to do to mm-hmm. um, hand off? And um, then you just start your day. So right. in the ER, you never know what you're going to get. So you just kind of wait. Um, some Sometimes you get a trauma. So we have a EMS radio that will call, okay. call us w- with any ambulance um, calls that are coming and... Um, that could be anything. It could be, you know, a broken bone. It could be someone who's actively having CPR. Mm -hmm. So, um, you just kind of, I don't know, you show up and you You wait wait for the surprises. Yeah. (laughs) One question I have is let's say you get put in treatment. It's 645. Mm -hmm. It's your shift. You go relieve your person. You're, you check what your status is or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's 645. Mm -hmm. Um, you're put in triage are you there for the full 12 hours? Is that your spot for 12 hours? Generally, yes. Sometimes okay. things will change. And because we do have people who come in at 11 and at 3, sometimes they'll move move people around based on experience levels and that sure. kind of thing. Um, sure. But generally, yes, 12 okay. hours. Okay. And so do you, I guess this is maybe a technical question, but do you know, like when you show up, when you are planning your week and you, you're like, okay, I have to go in on Wednesday do you know on Wednesday I'm going to be in triage or on Wednesday I'm going to be with patients? Or is it kind of like you walk in the door and they're like, okay, you're on triage today. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. Okay. It's a surprise usually. Um, okay. Which yes. honestly probably makes it a little fun because yes. when you get there, you don't really, because I would, I would contrast this and this is why I really love this conversation because I would contrast this with your corporate nine to fiver who now they may say every day is different. But you're, it's a general mix of right. checking emails mm-hmm. or following up with clients or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But right. in this, you don't know. It mm-hmm. is a complete, like, surprise. Mm-hmm. Just as much to you yes. as to all the patients that are walking in there that day. Right. right. Okay, so what's your favorite of, of those varying tasks that you would get assigned? Um, it's hard to say. I, I honestly like them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the worst thing is when you're in one spot all the time, you know, because mm. you kind of, it's, I don't know, ER nurses are known for liking 
to change it up. Yes, obviously. yes, yes. Um, so having being able to be assigned in different places is fun. Um, so you kind of like getting like you come in on Wednesday, you're in triage. You yeah. come in on Friday, you're with patients, yes. and then like you kind of you kind of just have that general mix. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because in my mind, I'm trying to think if it was me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I think I would be so afraid of this concept of having to kind of negotiate and figure out who is more important or urgent now like right. that stresses me out that yes. thought of like being the decision maker versus I mean being with patients is probably really hard too but I don't know something yes. about that reminds me of like Grey's Anatomy yeah like, that's what I think about of like people rushing in on gurneys and you're like oh my god I don't know what to do yes right. yes I tell people it's like the ba- best preparation for having kids I've ever had because like oh my I, gosh like having kids and like okay who's actively dying like who hates me like, <laughs> what is my biggest urgent yes. important thing right now and then the other two can, can survive just, yes. yes exactly I love that so much okay now if we're thinking about someone listening to this podcast um and, and honestly I am wondering if there's maybe someone listening who isn't in the nursing field yet mm-hmm. maybe they're a freshman maybe they were where you were first semester freshman year mm-hmm. um and now they're listening to this episode thinking gosh I really think I want to do this I didn't mm-hmm. think nursing was for me but maybe it is mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give them or, or something that they can do now, or even just, like, upon graduation, or even if they're graduating high school? Yeah. Um, so, what I would recommend is look into nurse tech positions, um, or even just volunteering. So, volunteering may be more difficult right now with co- the, with the mm-hmm, COVID, mm-hmm. but, um, yes, nurse tech positions are a great way to um, kind of enter into that environment and do more simple tasks like taking blood pressures, temperatures, um, help just assisting nurses mm-hmm. um, and, and doctors and um, different people in the field and just getting a feel for the different types of nursing that there that there is. Sure, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so getting your feet wet. And so one thing, I, I, I'm glad you said that about COVID because mm-hmm. I, I actually get this feedback from even students of mine that want to be a PA. Like, it's hard for them to get hours right now because mm-hmm. the stipulations are low. What I or high or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's hard to get in the door. So what I would even add to that is like, don't be discouraged if you try to volunteer or you try to help or be a tech or whatever. And and there is pushback. It's mostly going to be because of rules and regulations now. Right. So. Talk, see if you can get on the phone with that person and be like, can I just ask you questions about your job? Yes. Like, what what opportunities may arise next year? Are you looking for an intern next year? Are you looking for a volunteer next year? Yes. Like, just don't be discouraged because I can see people being like, oh, it's not meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, because it, whatever, the timing of it. Right. But I would encourage you that, like, people will need help. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a point where they can't turn down help anymore right. and and you know we don't know when that's going to be obviously right. but um I love that piece of advice thank yes. you yes. okay now we're going to move into our final piece okay. of the podcast which is our rapid fire arguably my favorite part <laughs> and so try to answer these questions in about five seconds or less oh my gosh okay, okay. it's okay they're easy so first up what did you want to be when you grew up um a doctor, I think. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. close, close yeah. to target. Um, what is your favorite book? Oh man. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it can be fiction, nonfiction, anything. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I love Harry Potter. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a fabulous series. Okay, what is your office accessory that you cannot live without? My stethoscope. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be beautiful when it's compared to other episodes that are like my Bluetooth headphones <laughs> or like my stapler. Yes. Um, okay, what is your morning beverage of choice? Coffee. Okay. Um, and then how do you make your coffee? Generally, half-calf with almond milk. Half-calf with almond milk. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you froth almond milk ever or just like I, cold from I the do. Fridge? I do froth okay. it. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> yes. how I, I like it frothed if it's almond milk. Mm-hmm. I need like a little something extra. Yes. And then lastly, what is your number one piece of just career advice for someone who's maybe leaving college? Um, I would say that you can do more than you think you can do. I mm-hmm. think that we when we're in college, it's like some far removed thing of like Mm -hmm. working or being a professional. And honestly, you just like have to do it. You just like have to reach out to people, talk to people, and you'll be surprised that like they're looking for people and you're a person. And like, if you, if you connect with them, them. I love this concept. And there was someone else who said something similar and it's like, List like hear me when I say that is just invaluable because yeah. I felt like I was so quote unquote capable when I was in college and then when I left I don't know I just felt like I was thrown into this real world and I was just completely incapable and everyone around me was capable yes and it's just not that way you know it's easy to feel that way and mm-hmm. so I think to your point like just jumping in and and saying, okay, even though I feel like I can't do this or I feel like I'm not good enough, yeah. I am, you yeah. know, and, and just like keep doing it until you feel the confidence. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Fake okay. it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Um, I'm going to link Stephanie's LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to link her LinkedIn. So if you are an aspiring nurse, if you want to learn more about being a peds ER nurse, please reach out to her. She is such a gem. Um, I'm biased because she's a friend of mine, but I promise you she would love to connect with any of you, answer any questions. If you're Mm -hmm. local to Baton Rouge or not, I'm sure she would hop on the phone with you as well. So thank you, Stephanie. And thank you everyone for listening to So What Do You Do? Thanks for listening. If you loved this episode and are inspired by this nine to fiver, let us know. Subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Screenshot this episode and tag us on social at so what do you do dot podcast. We would love to hear what professionals and industries you want to hear from next. Want more career guidance, discovery, and inspiration? Be sure to visit our website, goforthllc.com, and browse our career downloads and courses, get our weekly emails, find us on YouTube, and get inspired to go forth.